0: Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. you may be seated, and now at this time I invite all of our students who are here to sing this morning to come on forward. Jesus. Jesus is really that simple. I'm sure many of you maybe have heard this before that Jesus is simple. But if you haven't, let me reiterate, when it comes to Jesus and Jesus' stuff, it's pretty simple. And we just had many young voices sing that truth to us this morning. To be a disciple of Jesus, you don't need status, power, fortune, a clean record, or even a brain. Now, that last one may seem silly, but it's terribly important. Now, don't get me wrong, our brains are beautiful, beautiful gifts of God that have produced extraordinary advances to humankind and can grapple with the toughest of theories and doctrines. But they can also get in the way of living deep and rich discipleship, of lives of believing without seeing and resting in mystery. Now, as a a lifelong Lutheran myself, it seems to me that Sometimes us Lutheran types and Christian types in general are especially guilty of letting our brains get in the way of trapping our faith in the cognitive realm. My doctrinal theology professor in college often said that one of Lutheran's biggest sins is that we try and rationalize everything. And so in class, we'd be grappling with these mysteries of faith and we'd be trying to explain it away and he would just say, don't rationalize, don't rationalize. Jesus is simple. He's this simple. When the last day comes, he wants all his children home again. Each and every one of you. This simplicity of Jesus, this message, is the nucleus of God's Word. In fact, it is the only story. And in one sense, the story of God is God really Really loves you. This one story woven throughout Scripture is told in many ways. At creation, it looked like chaos being ordered. Out of Egypt, it looked like slavery giving way to freedom. Amid God's people, Israel, it looked like covenant and community. In the life of Christ, it is death and resurrection. And now in His church, it looks like faith and works. These are all different ways of telling this same simple story. The story found again in today's Gospel. You heard it just a few moments ago. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Today we encounter the Pharisee Nicodemus, who is a ruler of the Jews, who treks through the darkness of night because he is drawn to the light of the world, Jesus, and yearns to comprehend who he is and what he's up to. And Jesus is keenly aware that Nicodemus just wants to see things as they really are. Nicodemus wants understanding. And that's what we want too. That's especially what we want from and in and through our life of prayer Let us understand. Let us see things as they really are. So, in a way, Nicodemus begins to pray and say, Jesus, we think you're the one. Are you the one? Help us understand. Jesus responds, unless one is born again, can you understand that I'm the one? Then Nicodemus, not seeing things as they really are, says in return, are you saying that I have to climb back into my mother's womb and come out again? And Jesus, as he does, tries to make things simple. Not talking about a human birth, but a divine one. It's as simple as being born of water and the ruach, the divine wind, the Spirit of God. Water and the Spirit, simple. But then Nicodemus does what we normally do. He begins to rationalize and straighten things out in his brain and says, how how can these things be? And Jesus responds by saying, Nicodemus, you're letting your brain get in the way. Nicodemus, are you a Lutheran? That's my translation, so don't. if you can't find it in your Bibles, that's why. Jesus says, come on, Nicodemus, look what I've done. Listen to what I've said. We, we testify to what we hear and to what we have done. Yes, Nicodemus, I'm the one. But let me make it simple for you. God really, really loves you. And he's shown that love to his people in simple ways throughout all time and space. He's shown it to you, Nicodemus, throughout your entire life. In fact, he loves you so much That he gave his only son, that's me, to hang on a cross just like that old bronze serpent in the wilderness. But unlike the bronze serpent in the wilderness who only healed people for a time, the healing I give is for eternal life. Do you not understand, Nicodemus? It's because you're trying to understand with your brain and not your heart. Stop trying to parse it out in your head. It'll only leave you dazed and confused and hopeless. Instead, open your heart to this love. Rest in me. Believe in me. Open your heart and meditate on this simplicity. Now I don't know about you, but often I find that my prayer looks like Nicodemus's quandary. Like him we we want to see things as they really are. We want to understand what God is up to in the world and in our lives and in the lives of our families and children. But all too often, we try to understand with our brains and not our hearts. Now, this isn't completely our fault. I think many of us have been taught that seeking understanding through prayer especially is purely an intellectual act. Recite the laundry list of needs that you have in your mind and then wait and try to parse out how the Lord has responded. Check. No. Check. Check. I mean, it's pretty efficient. But what the Lord is trying to teach you and me and Nicodemus today is that seeking understanding is not about the intellect or efficiency Rather, seeking understanding in and through prayer, in and through our our relationship of speaking with the Lord, is about opening our hearts to meditate on Christ, to encounter the beauty of Christ, and to wonder at the mystery of Christ. This is understanding. Understanding. Now, while it may be simple at its face, that doesn't mean that it's easy. It's not easy because this type of understanding takes time and space and vulnerability and trust. And that's why, my dear friends, the Lord gives us this season of the church year called Lent, why we wear purple, the 40 days that we fast and pray and give alms as we make our way to the cross of Jesus. Let us pray. That's the theme and aim and goal of our 40 days here at Trinity. Let us pray, focusing on prayer. And through prayer, the Lord is teaching you and me and Nicodemus to meditate on all that he has spoken and done. He urges Nicodemus and you and me in the text, we only have borne witness to what we've spoken and what we have done. Meditate on that. Meditate on the ways in which the Lord has been faithful to you and your children. Meditate on the ways in which The Lord has forgiven you of your mistakes and your sins. Meditate on the way that he has healed. Meditate on the way that he has long suffered with you. He also teaches us that through prayer we can encounter the beauty of the simple gifts that Jesus gives. He says to Nicodemus, unless you are born of water and the word, Nicodemus, unless you are baptized into me, water and the word and the spirit, and in just a moment the Lord will take simple bread and simple wine and transform them into his body and his blood for us to take and to eat and to receive forgiveness and healing anew. And through prayer, the Lord is trying to teach us to wonder at all the mysteries that our brains can't quite figure out. He's inviting Nicodemus and you and me to wonder at this mystery that God, the creator of the universe, loved this wretched world so much... That he gave up his only son, that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, should have eternal life. The greatest mystery of all that we wonder at in amazement. By praying in this way, by meditating on the past faithfulness, by encountering the faithfulness of Christ anew and the beauty of Christ, and by wondering at this great mystery of our faith, we will come to understand that Jesus is simple. How simple? So simple that he, he just wants all his children home again. And he'll do anything to make that happen. Even hanging on a tree, hanging on a tree with arms spread wide, that you might have life eternal. My friends, how much does God love you? Don't leave me hanging. This much. Let us pray on that for a moment.